0: In November, the Biden administration proposed federal rule changes that would require the replacement of the vast majority of lead water pipes in the country over the course of a decade. The ambitious update to the nation's lead and drinking water regulations could impact about 9 million pipes and cost tens of billions of dollars. To understand the implications of the potential mandate for New York and learn how the Empire State is already working to address the use of lead water pipes, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by Dan Lang, Deputy Director of the State Health Department's Center for Environmental Health. Welcome to the show, Dan.
1: Thank you, David. Glad to be here.
0: So for starters, what sort of risks are posed by lead water pipes? For example, can they be a safe way of delivering water to New Yorkers? Or in all circumstances, should we think of these as posing a, a meaningful health risk?
1: Lead in, in any source is, is problematic. You know, we know the health risks associated with lead exposure, both from drinking water, but also from other environmental sources, such as old lead-based paint, dust in in homes that can get into children, uh, particularly. So yes, any lead in drinking water and in in environmental sources, we want to minimize and reduce as much as possible. The one thing to, to know about lead in drinking water is that Almost universally, it does not come from the water source itself, right? It comes with the possibility of having corrosive water that then in the presence of lead service lines or even lead lines and solder within the home can leach lead and other metals out of those pipes. So the, the way that this has been handled for decades throughout the country, actually, is, is through what's called corrosion control. Understanding how difficult it would be to remove the, the millions of lead service lines that are in place, the EPA put forward you know requirements for water systems for, to provide corrosion control. And what that does is that it, it minimizes the ability for the water to leach lead out of pipes and solders and things like that.
0: Well, as I mentioned at the top, the country has an estimated 9 million lead water pipes. But does the state have a sense of how many lead pipes are in use across the Empire State right now?
1: Finding all of the lead service lines is challenging because they're underground. (laughs) Based on our need survey that we completed earlier this year, we have an estimated 490,000 lead service lines in New York State. And as we implement the lead and copper rule, we will get a a better understanding of that come October of 2024 when water systems are required to complete their inventories of lead service lines.
0: So moving forward then, if we think about the potential for overhauling 500,000 lead service lines Does that represent a heavy lift, transitioning those out over a decade, or is that a reasonable amount of pipes and uh, you're focusing on other projects moving forward because you're not even worried about doing this?
1: No, no, it's definitely a priority for New York State, absolutely, but it is ambitious. What we've found in our current program, where in 2017, we awarded more than $30 million of state money through the Clean Water Infrastructure Act to municipalities across the state. And we've learned a lot, and municipalities have learned a lot about uh, how to implement a program like this and how much it costs to remove those lines. On average, or a range, I guess, would be about $5,000 to $10,000 per line. So when you do that math, that's getting north of $3.5 billion of work to be done. And there's a lot of money from the federal government as well as the state to assist uh, water systems in, in getting these uh, lead service lines removed
0: yeah, sticking with the potential state investment here, you mentioned the Clean Water Infrastructure Act of 2017, which I think is earmarked about $5 billion in spending. And I think you said about $30 million has gone toward the lead service line replacement program. Is there an opportunity to tap that Clean Water Infrastructure Act for additional lead replacement money? Or as far as you're aware, is that pool exhausted?
1: I don't think it's completely exhausted for, you know, on one hand, but the other thing that has happened in the last year or so is, you know, the Biden administration did provide a bipartisan infrastructure law and funding for specifically for lead service line replacements. Um, We have administered the first year of that of more than $100 million to communities throughout the state. You know, the second year of that funding is 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 going to be announced soon too. So, and that's five years of funding um, through the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law. You know, five hundred million dollars will go a long way to start removing you know these lead service lines. So, we uh, look forward to more federal funding, and um, you know, as much as you know the the state can assist in that, and you know, continue working to to get these out in in all of our uh, towns and cities and villages across the state will go a long way.
0: So it's my understanding from reading stories about the EPA's announcement that the federal investment from the 2021 infrastructure law could amount to about $15 billion for this transition, but the total cost could range from anywhere between $20 billion and $30 billion nationwide, leaving potentially a $15 billion national hole. And while utilities are anticipated to carry some of that cost? Does it seem to you like there is going to be a, a large role for states to play in terms of tapping into their own pockets uh, when it comes to, to paying for this? Or does the federal government and utility uh, investment, at least in New York, uh, represent enough potential sources of funding that the state doesn't need to tap its own pockets?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's much talk in the political circles about um, <laughs> both in the federal side and the state side. What we do here at the New York State Health Department is we you know we implement those regulations and and we support communities that look to be doing uh, this work in removing lead service lines. You know our technical assistance program now has already been successful in in helping communities you know comply with the regulation, but also, You get the word out about these inventories because the more we know about where the lead service lines are, we can tailor these programs to make it more efficient, cost efficient to remove them. Um, I think that's definitely going to be one aspect of the funding gap that you you recognized. There is is there a way that we can organize this money in these programs more efficiently so the cost per lead service line goes down over time. And, and that, that might be another way to, to bridge the gap.
0: In terms of understanding the full scope of the problem, you mentioned the federal rules requiring essentially an inventory to be taken. Is there anything that could be done on the state level prior to those rules taking effect, which you know is not necessarily a done deal given with the possible transition and changes in D.C. that are constant, but is there anything the state could do in the interim or in the future to keep track of service lines uh, and to ensure that that information is widely accessible to the public?
1: Yes. In fact, we're, we're doing that right now. Um, the current lead and copper rule requires the uh, water suppliers to complete their inventories uh, by October. So we've already been doing this throughout the state municipalities throughout the state really have have been doing some innovative work to be able to get their inventories you know ahead of their inventories and even submit them you know through their local health departments to the state department of health and yes our intention is to get all of this information in and make it accessible to the public
0: in addition to the pipe transition the Biden administration is also proposing to lower the allowable amounts of lead in drinking water to 10 parts per billion from the current standard of 15 parts per billion. Does New York have its own limits for lead in drinking water or, or do we follow uh, whatever the standards are from Washington DC?
1: Right, so we we do implement the the federal rule. Yeah, you know, we would be dropping that in this proposed rule if that goes forward from 15 to 10. And that, that is a, it's not a violation in New York State. Um, what we call it is an actual level, action level exceedance. So when a municipality has its samples come in from, you know, throughout its distribution system and into the, you know, participating homes where these samples are collected, based on the results that they get, they need to do certain things, right? They may need to, increase their sampling. They may need to um, you know, check their corrosion control to get those levels down. Um, so yeah, so the drop would be from 15 to 10, and we would implement that here in New York
0: State. I've seen some environmentalists argue that uh, no amount of lead is safe in, in drinking water. Do you think there's an opportunity for New York to go above and beyond what the federal regulators are proposing?
1: Um, it's possible. Uh, we, we've done that in other aspects of, of you know, drinking water as well as in, in other media where, where lead is detected. But, you know, with the removal of the lead service lines and the more attention given to, um, you know, keeping the, the corrosive qualities of the water down, uh, because even once we get all of the lead service lines out of the ground, and replace them with non, you know, leachable lead there are still going to be a legacy of, you know, indoor plumb inside the household and even in copper piping where there might be lead solder that was used there's still the 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 chance that lead could be leached out of those so, you know, even removing all the lead service lines we will still need to implement the corrosion control measures so that households that have those pipes or those solders um, will still be able to minimize the amount of lead in the water.
0: Finally, building on that point you made about the pipes that might be in a, a home, what about the pipes that are, say, on private property is that a potential loophole when it comes to who's going to bear the costs of the undertaking? Is that an area where potentially the utilities could skirt responsibility and either state, federal, or maybe even local dollars might be needed to augment uh, the cost of replacement, especially for uh, homeowners who maybe uh, can't afford uh, the transition?
1: You know, that I think there was a, a possibility that we saw that there would there could be a loophole there, but I think that has been resolved. Gotcha. Um, in in the law, uh, it really comes down to how you define a lead service line, and um, you know we've we've managed to get that the the correct definitions in there so that we can use this money.
0: Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have today. We've been speaking with Dan Lang. He's the deputy director of the State Health Department Center for Environmental Health. Dan, thank you so much for making the time and good luck with this transition. Thank you. And for more Capital Press Room content, visit capitalpressroom.org or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And if you listen to us from an Apple device, make sure to leave us a rating and a review so it helps other people find the show.
1: Is your business, agency, or service interested in delivering your message to more than two dozen radio stations statewide carrying Capital Press Room? If so, visit CapitalPressRoom.org to contact our underwriting team. Join us again for Capital Press Room, a production of WCNY Connected, Syracuse.